everyone. Welcome back to Three Men and Their Babies. Three dads, three very different scenarios. I'm going to start off quickly this week, coming at you with some very distressing news. Adam and Benny, how are you doing? On tenterhooks now. You can't, oh, you can't right say you're going to feel distressed. You can't say you're going to bring up distressing news and then go, but let's just pause quickly to avoid that topic. Come on, what's your distressing news? Have you seen the images from the new Drake's Uncharted movie? I, there was one or two that around months ago, weren't there? They're okay, the so I've seen Tom Holland, Tom Holland playing a young Nathan Drake. Good idea. I like Tom Holland. I think he's a good actor. I think he'll be good for the role. It's, I think it's a, a good spin on the on okay. the idea. Do you know who's playing Sully? A young Sully? No. Sally Sullenberger? <laughs> Shout out to last week's show. No. Fucking Mark <laughs> Wahlberg. What? Oh, Marky Mark, let's go. Fucking Marky Mark is young. You should see the pictures. It looks ridiculous. It looks ridiculous. It's just okay. him. Play, it's just him playing Mark Wahlberg. I'm just thinking, no, that's this is such a bad idea. That's what I mean. Yeah, he's basically Matt Berry. Matt Berry just always plays Matt Berry in just different <laughs> costumes. Marky Mark just plays Marky Mark in different costumes, <laughs> or even usually the same costume: sports jacket, fucking t-shirt, and jeans. Right. I had an Xbox 360, so I still I used to have all of the, uh, the Drake's games on the PlayStation, but still haven't played any of them. Would Matt Berry make a good um, um, Sully. Sully? I've got his name for a second. Yeah, Matt Berry would make a better Sully than fucking Marky Mark. Can Can I just interrupt one second? I was just having a look on the cast list, and you know you've got Tom Holland in it. Yeah, you've also got someone called Tom Hollander in it. Who's more Tom Holland than Tom Holland? <laughs> it can be only one. Yeah, uh, but the cast list doesn't say if there is a Tom Holland Dest in there. <laughs> <laughs> That's like that, um, the meme from the school book where there's like the Dan- Daniel, and then next to him is the cooler Daniel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm gutted. It looks so bad. That's such a bad casting choice. That's so bad. Oh. Well, is that only young Victor Sullivan, or is he playing the old version? No, well? he's playing young Sully, but it just doesn't—it just doesn't look right. Even as a younger version, it doesn't look right. Yeah, because I, mean, I don't think having played the the fourth one of the games, I can see Tom Holland as the young. Drake. Yes, yes, exactly. He's got that kind of right build and right cheekiness, and he looks super young as well. Yeah, but has a lot of. Ability in that kind of realm of things, having been Spider-Man, the physicality of the role. Yeah, and and when I saw that still image of Tom Holland as a young Nathan Drake, I thought, oh yeah, I can see that. It kind of works when he's like dressed as yeah. Drake in his usual garb. I thought, yeah, that kind of makes sense and looks right. But fucking Sully's going to take his top off, be fucking shredded, talking in his Boston accent, <laughs> going like, oh, oh my god, Mark, we've got to go over there. Oh, fucking great. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I'm very distressed. I was genuinely worried then that you had kind of more depressing or horrible news than that. <laughs> you, you, Sorry. <laughs> you put me on tenterhooks for no reason. I was going to say, do you know how hard it is for a man my size to get off tenterhooks <laughs> when I've already struggled to get onto them <laughs> at such short notice? Well, it's interestingly... Something I wanted to mention to you about this week is I saw you on Tenterhooks all last night when you were playing PT on your stream, which was fantastic fun. Oh my god, that was terrifying. (laughs) It was was absolutely, genuinely terrifying. Because I know, I don't know, I didn't know everything that was going to happen. 
I've watched playthroughs years and years ago, and I knew there were like some scares in it and some like jump scares, but it's a whole different experience actually playing it yourself. And I said at the end of the stream, like I genuinely wouldn't have played it if I wasn't virtually being watched playing it because it was just so damn scary. But knowing other people were there, that kind of gave me the the oomph to do it, bit of impetus to do it. Yeah, genuinely terrifying experience. Uh, and also maddeningly annoying at the end with the game design. Like There is no way. It, it like, made who, no sense. Who figured that out? Who was the first person who worked? You must be an absolute genius. How would you work that yeah, out, the ending of that absolutely game? Absolutely ridiculous. It's fucking ridiculous. I think your greatest success of your channel will now be a scares channel. So now you have to play through Outlast and do a Let's Play, like no, I said last night. I don't want to. Amnesia. I do not want to play Outlast. I do have Amnesia. That that might be old enough to uh, to run on my PC and not be scary. I I might get a mod for it and like be chased around by like the Ultimate Warrior or something. I don't know. <laughs> they do have that as a mod for the Left for Dead game. Where all of the zombies have the uh, ultimate warrior, uh, not ultimate warrior, Macho Man Randy Savage quotes. <laughs> yeah, um, good. Rand- oh, yeah. Randy Savage mods were big for a long time. Like in Skyrim, yeah, they, they turned all the dragons yeah. into Randy Savage. Yeah. <laughs> That's probably around about when he died, I assume. Yeah, probably, yeah. There's a good Left 4 Dead mod as well where all the all the NPCs turn into McDonald's items. So you'll have you'll be obviously going through a forest or whatever. And you'll have like a Big Mac chasing you or a large fries chasing you, which is just looking great. That sounds like a nightmare I had when I went on a diet. I had a distressing incident just before we started the show. Is that me and Georgia were messing about when she was trying to fight me, as she likes to fight me for some reason. Like she will give me a sock or a small bouncy ball or something, and she'll say, "Hold that in your hand as tight as you can, and I'll try and get it off you." And I'm like, all right, fine. And obviously, I'm stronger than my daughter. Humble brag. And she never can. <laughs> and she pretended, she pretended she was like she was going to kick me, but then did kick me, but then stabbed me with her toenail, which must have had a sharp bit on it, and made my knee bleed. So <laughs> my daughter somehow cut me with her velociraptor-like toenails. <laughs> Georgia's Georgia's legs are lethal weapons. Yeah. Did it freak her out at all? Like having made you bleed. No, she just thought it was hilarious. <laughs> Maybe she because has I laughed for blood now. I laughed as well. So it wasn't like, you know, I was like, oh my God, look at my knee. <laughs> She's like, oh, like, look at your knee. I was like, yeah, right, thanks. <laughs> and that was it. Next time it'll be your face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and do your kids do that? Is it ever like, I was thinking about Daniel especially because he's a lad. Lads are normally more, again, I'm stereotyping, but they're normally more rough and tumble than girls. But does he ever sort of like try and play fight with you or like does he play fight with his friends or anything like that? No, none of them do. They're all too scared of me, apparently. <laughs> so <laughs> No way. So they won't. You're a teddy yeah. bear. You're such a teddy bear. Apparently I'm not. Apparently I'm just a, a raging ball of fury that's ready to be unleashed at the drop <laughs> of a hat. He's a wrecking machine. <laughs> He's a wrecking machine. <laughs> so so no, no, the kids won't. Uh, D- Daisy will like mess around but again she, she won't like play fight or anything like that no way so yeah <laughs> i tried to play fighting with daniel the other day and actually we could like hit him in the face and gave him a nosebleed <laughs> like completely accidentally 
and just like, oh my god, I'm so sorry, why have I done this? <laughs> like, you know, doing the like soft little gentle like psh, 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 thing with your fists. Like, and I did it with all three kids. And like, <laughs> Daniel's just was in slightly the wrong place. And I just like bopped him gently on the nose. And it just went psh, out of his face. I felt so bad. Like, immediately Aww. went into like first aider mode. Like, r- running off, getting tissue paper and make sure he had, like, an ice pack and stuff like that. But, yeah, it, it didn't go down very well. Can understand why they don't want to fight you, because that makes sense now. Yeah, yeah, because <laughs> they know they will get hurt. Yeah, <laughs> they get the smacked time. in the face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, even worse, and again, they, this probably explains why my kids don't like that side of me, is I, me and the kids, and one of my exes were out like shopping on a Saturday and I started like you know when you pretend to chase a kid and you go well, I'm gonna kick you up the bum <laughs> and I hope other people <laughs> do that but like <laughs> I stupidly like did kick out with my foot like because I know I sometimes do that and just like gently nudge the bottom as if to give them like a little push along yeah, and, I, did and I did that bit too hard with my lad and he just went head over heels and like face first <laughs> into the Jesus concrete. Christ! Floor. I know. We're <laughs> gonna play this recording in court one day. Whole, I know we <laughs> might need to be cut this whole bit out <laughs> for like like custody reasons. But no, it is just me just being a clumsy fucker. Really, <laughs> he knows, and like everyone else does. I'm not trying to hurt him. I'm just like not thinking that. Hang on, if I do run after my kid, and effectively. Sparta him <laughs> from behind. That might happen. I'm too much of a big kid to think that, so I'll just like run along and play as well. I'm imagining Fight Club, <laughs> where Tyler Durden's getting fixed on the on the um, hospital bed, and every time the nurse asks him a question, he looks over at Brad Pitt. That's like you and Daniel. Daniel's lying on the bed, and what happened, Daniel? And you, he looks at you, and he goes, "You fell down," and he goes, "I fell down." <laughs> <laughs> Not my dad kicked me so hard I went flying or punched me in the face. <laughs> now, bear in mind, these are years apart. They're two completely separate incidents. Oh, well, that doesn't uh, count. that's right then. Doesn't count. Yeah, it is, <laughs> it is just me twatting around with the kids and just accidentally getting them. There's loads of times that I punch them and there's no bruises or anything. <laughs> it's just like, you know just what's to aim for. Yeah, exactly. Put a bar of soap in a sock. Well, exactly. No, or- oranges in a sock. Don't they, Bruce's? Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. No, we will need to cut all of this out because it makes me seem nope. really terrible. <laughs> so um, I tell you who is a little violent child. Little uh, Freya Dorinda over there to my left. She is a headbutton machine, especially when you're like, carrying her up like on your shoulder and she's on, on a bit of a one. She will rear her head back and absolutely lay it into like your cheekbone or sometimes uh, she's got me once or twice in the temple and I think god if she does it just half just hard enough I might get sparked out <laughs> fucking five week old kid giving you a Glasgow kiss <laughs> <laughs> fantastic oh my god she is the true wrecking machine I wonder why they do that I don't even think of anything that's like I couldn't even reason any reason in their little tiny brain at that age what makes them think I need to thrust my head forward as fast as I can at this thing. <laughs> the funniest thing is, like when you when they're born, like you're told, like oh, it'll take them ages for them to be able to move their head of their own accord and everything. And she was doing that like within the first couple of days. Like she's oh, been headbutting headbutting me and Blossom for a month now. 
Um, Freya knows all the places to hit us so we don't get bruised. Yeah, she's clever. She, you've got, you've got a living orange in a sock there, Benny. That's what you've got. <laughs> oh, my little orange in a sock. Oh, my little. She's asleep now. Your little. Thank God, she's destroyed the place and beat you in two up. Now she's having a rest. <laughs> she can... just not knocked herself into unconsciousness. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just, yeah. That's how she gets to sleep. It's not like the milk feed. It's. It's yeah. the only way I can get sleep. She's got some sobbing on the on the sofa from all yeah. the attacks that she's been subject to over the past uh, hour. People are going to think you and Blossom are beating each other up. It's your kid. <laughs> it's your baby. <laughs> oh she my already g- runs the house. Oh that's, my how, God. that's how important she is. Blossom came into it with bruises again. That fucking Jordan's a fucking horrible <laughs> man. What a fucking piece of shit. <laughs> it's not me, it's the baby. Yeah, of course it is, mate. Pull your one, it's got bells on. <laughs> I mean, I, I do genuinely feel for, like, social workers and GPs with that kind of thing. Because kids can just end up completely bruised for oh, no yeah. fucking reason. <laughs> like, the wind changes direction and suddenly they've got three bruises on their shin. <laughs> it's, it's terrible. Daisy can go to school completely fine and I pick her up and she's got, like, a black eye. She's got like scrapes all over her elbow. Ask her what she's been doing. She just went, Oh, it's PE. <laughs> <laughs> what? what are you doing in PE? Bullfighting. Terrible. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's fucking. Oh, British Bulldog. That's why they yeah, come yeah. doing British Bulldog on a concrete playground. Yeah, well, I was taking George to school once, and outside our house, we've got that little kind of walkway in between the house and the hedge that's in front. And there's those three steps down to our drive. And Georgia. She was at the stage where she was walking and she was going to, she must have been about three and a half or four. So she was at the school she's at now, not in the nursery. She was at the school and she somehow fell in slow motion. She kind of caught her foot wrong and just kind of slid down the the kind of step. But she landed in such a way that she caught the the bridge of her nose on the step. But it wasn't at fast pace or anything. She just kind of dinked it. And by the time we got to school, she had two black eyes. And I just started panicking. I was like, oh my God. I mean, just <laughs> people are going to be, what are people going to be thinking as I'm taking my yeah. kid into school? You just, like, yeah. yeah you she said, wouldn't like, sit in fucking car seat properly. <laughs> That's it. She's doing that usual kid thing of going, I don't want to go to school and making the whole body rigid. Oh, yeah. So you can't fucking fasten them in. Put your arms down. No. Put your arms down. <laughs> no, no. Oh, I know. I knew if it was me and I saw Georgia with those two black eyes, I'd think I knew that fireplace was deadly. And finally, <laughs> she's gone straight yeah, into it. You, you I was right all along. Brick fireplace. Touch wood. Still no fireplace death. It's not happened yet. <laughs> Nobody. Thank God. <laughs> luckily, luckily, the I feel like I might have stubbed my toe on it once. I was gonna. Yeah, see, it's gonna be you. You're gonna be so nervous of it. You're gonna bang your toe on it or something like that. No, I give it a wide berth yeah. when we go round. <laughs> I can't sit in there. That fireplace is an area of exclusion. Crash around the fireplace. <laughs> yeah, yeah Freya comes out to make her a crash yeah. helmet. Because <laughs> my like daughter will like American in the helmet. football helmet. So with the face mask as well, so she can't even uh, get affected that way. I feel like Freya see the fireplace is a challenge. Probably go around. Come at me, bitch! I'll fucking take you on. She's the juggernaut, bitch. Hey, but even the juggernaut wore a helmet. Oh, hey, good He's point. Good point. Yeah. That's right. You're not wrong. You're not the wrong. juggernaut knew about CTE. <laughs> he did. He was ahead of the curve. <laughs> <laughs> he 
he had all the uh, the Nigerian medicine <laughs> <laughs> and all the Nigerian gold. Yeah, I uh, Georgia did a this. I, I mentioned Georgia because I was I had a something to ask in that Georgia did a a PowerPoint this week. She's been. I don't know. Again, we're very lucky. She clearly gets herself a mother because it isn't fucking me, is it? But she's happy to do extra work outside of school, like just things that interest her. So she sometimes Suck she'll, yeah, sometimes she'll do powerpoints. If she gets something in her head about I want to do a powerpoint on this, she'll do a powerpoint on something. So she did a powerpoint on different types of bears. So I said, well, why don't you pick three? Because there's loads, and it's, it'll take you ages. Because she's quite obviously she's only fucking nine and a half, but so she's not exactly rapid on the computer, but. So she did a PowerPoint on grizzly bears, panda bears, and oh, what was it? Polar bears. Yeah. And she wanted to put she wanted to put some pictures onto the PowerPoint. So I taught her how to do very basic copy and paste and all that kind of thing. So she did one, and she chose there was a section on what these animals would eat. So <laughs> I said, "Can I see it before you send it in?" Because I mean, I, I'm interested. You know, I'm good parenting. You know, I want to see what you've done, give you praise and all that kind of thing because you're doing extra work for no reason. Well done, good girl. So the picture she had for the grizzly bear was a grizzly bear with just a fish in its mouth, just like sat there, like like it's carrying it, basically. And obviously the panda bear was bamboo shoots, so just sat there with a big fucking lump of twig in its gob. Mm-hmm. The fucking picture she had for the polar bear was post-kill. I shit you not, the polar bear had something's head in its mouth, but just the head. <laughs> There was entrails. There was entrails Brutal. coming off it. You could see parts of the spinal column. There's blood all over the floor. I mean, like the polar bear is half pink because it's just obviously been diving into this thing and mauling it to death. And I said, <laughs> "I said, why did you choose that picture?" And she said, "Well, because it eats. It has to eat to live." Yeah. And I said, "Do you think?" I said, "Are the other kids at school going to be okay with that?" And she said, "Well, it's the natural world, Daddy. They've got to learn." I was like, alright then. <laughs> fine with that. So she took it into school and showed it to her teacher first, and the teacher said, Hmm, maybe not this picture, Georgia. Because <laughs> they said she said, I don't think some of the other kids are gonna like it too much. So she she came home then like oh, bloody hell, but he changed his picture, I've gotta make it soft for these kids. <laughs> like George. <laughs> like some people that really affects them. And to be fair, if we ever watch a nature show or anything, she will always cry when like the the little deer gets caught by the fucking lionesses or the baby buffalo yeah. or the whatever it is the bison or whatever it is get attacked and murdered. She always cries because she's like it's so sad, but she also understands that's just how nature is and that's the the yeah. the, the natural yeah. world kind of thing. And I remembered it all started because we were talk- a classic fucking nighttime conversation. You know, one of the ones we have when she goes to bed, and she said we were talking about crocodiles for some reason. And she said, could you show me a crocodile, like how they attack stuff? So I was like, all right. So I said, it's grim. I said, it's quite gruesome. There'll be lots of blood and stuff, and it'll kill the animal. And she said, okay, I want to see it, though. I was like, all right, fine. So I showed her the fucking crocodile leaping out of the water, grabbing the thing, and, you know, rolling it around, and then eating it later and all that kind of thing. And she said, okay. And that was it. And she never, she's never been bothered by pictures of that kind of thing afterwards. Yeah. But... I tell you, this fucking picture she chose for this polar bear, I couldn't have picked anything more gory if I tried. It was absolutely unbelievable. <laughs> I tell you, it's a good job she doesn't have like a presentation to do about how Mexican drug cartels get rid of the people who are opposed to them. <laughs> <laughs> or snitches or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> or like, how, how can one jar go up into a man's anal cavity? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> the type of pictures she's going to find for those. <laughs> what do you... Where, okay, so I'll ask you guys this then. Because this, this was obviously... This is where we've got to with this show. Is it something that happened in the week? And I'll go, ooh, that'll make a good question for Adam and Ben. I'm interested. <laughs> where do you guys stand on this kind of thing? And I'll ask you both, because Adam, you've got kids at different stages of obviously their life. And Ben, you've yeah. got a baby now. So it's interesting what you think you will do in the future. But mm, yeah. where do you think you stand on things like this? Like showing children the natural world, basically, and what happens? Oh, yeah. yeah no, they've got to know. No problem. Yeah. Yeah. So there's no sugarcoating. Obviously, there's a bit of a warning, like, you know, be ready, kids, because this is going to be pretty grim, what you're going to see. But yeah. you're not going to, like, try and hide it what? from them until they're, like, 15 or something or anything like that. No. What what I find, like, looking at nature documentaries, is the emotional state is based upon who the documentary is following. Oh, so absolutely. Documentary, if it's a documentary about lions, they are cheering when that little antelope, baby exactly, gazelle, yeah. gets yeah. killed. They're like, yeah, the lions are eating tonight. But if it's the other the way around, the then yeah, it's like, oh, those fucking lions, they're horrible. <laughs> <laughs> it is based upon that. And it's it's that traditional thing that you get in films. It's whoever the film portrays as the good guy. Exactly. They're like, yeah, we'll, we'll support the good guy, even though it might be like the CIA doing a, a dodgy drug deal <laughs> to uh, like destabilize a third world economy. They're like, yeah, because it's the good guys. That's great. So it's exactly the, the same thing. The lions are the anti-heroes. That lion is basically Batman. <laughs> yeah. Are lions Batman? <laughs> I'm just thinking now. I don't know. Who are the rich what billionaire anti-hero <laughs> playboys of the animal world? I'm not sure. All right. Okay. Who would be? <laughs> Technically, <laughs> they're the king of the jungle. And to be a king, you must have some money behind you. Go ahead. You know what? That's a fantastic but, point. True, true. And you would have like one main patriarchal figure within that. Oh, within God, that you're pride. right. Mm-hmm. But it is still a matriarchal society. So there are lots of female lions running around gathering all the food and the resources. Well, yeah, they do all the work, don't they? Yeah, and apart from like the various bat girls or bat women, it's it's quite a a male led environment. The whole bat squad or bat family, isn't it? Yeah, that's true. And I just quickly before someone points this out as well, yes, the nickname the King of the Jungle is bizarre, seeing as lions don't live in jungles. I never yes. I never knew where that name came from. How did that ever start? No. Somebody must well, have seen a lion in a jungle at one point and gone, Holy shit, that's the biggest thing I've ever seen. I don't no, it's because it's because lines get lost in jungles, don't they? Because well, we all uh, would, as we all know, ju- jungle is massive, so <laughs> that's why. I <laughs> oh, mean, that's wicked. Yep. Jungle is fucking okay. god almighty. I thought we were going to go down a rabbit hole then of which DC character is which animal. I, did, I thought, oh god, no, <laughs> we uh, can't. Well, Batman. I, th- I think it's easy for Batman, isn't it? He's a bat. Like, what about man bat? Hawk girl. Is is a hawk? Well, Mamba is a bat who is a man. <laughs> so technically, he's a man. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah, Mamba is, is Mamba is scene. literally half man, half bat. Whereas Batman <laughs> is a man pretending to be a bat. Whereas yeah, but if Mamba we were transposing them over, if we were transposing oh, them over yes, to the animal true. world, hmm. I mean, Mamba, 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 Mamba,
Uh, I no, know. I think he does. He lives in a yeah. no. He's in, he lives in a lab, doesn't he? Because he's a scientist, man. But the real man, exactly, is a scientist, like like yeah. a man would. Like if a man <laughs> would be in a lab, whereas Our Batman fi- lives in a cave, <laughs> like a bat. How far so are we from getting man, man? That's what I want to know. <laughs> man, man. I was bitten by a radioactive man, and I've got all the powers of a man who's got severe radiation poisoning. But he's disguised as he dresses as a woman. Yeah. <laughs> I'm man, man. Oh, God. Mate. I'm so man, man. You can call me Susan. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God, Susan, it's you all along. Yes, it was. <laughs> it was. <laughs> Oh dear, you fucking me! Yeah, yeah. So oh, you're dear. the sa- you're the same then, Benny. You're not going to protect Freya from the natural world and nature documentaries and all that kind of thing. I mean, I'm not going to do it like as soon as she's able to like understand what she's watching on the TV. Yeah, but they've got to learn. Like that's how the world works. Like if she, if she chooses to eat meat, she might not too. She'll need to know yeah. like how that is like um, made and packaged for her consumption. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't want to lie to her. I was thinking no. actually, but that's the same. Yeah, that was kind of like a follow-on question, and it, it is that weird thing we've talked about before, where you're watching a documentary, and a lion eats an antelope, and we don't really think about it. We're just watching the documentary. But if you then said to some people, "Well, let's go and watch them slaughter a cow so we can eat it," they'd be like, "Oh my god, that's oh god, that's disgusting." Yeah, yeah, and we just yeah. kind of we just put it a little bit close to home. Yeah, we push but it to I've the back of our say, minds. I we? would pay. I would pay good money on like Sky Sports Premier to watch like eleven blokes, eleven man man, uh, to chase down a cow <laughs> and eat it live. I, I would pay good money for that as a documentary. I w- that would be an enjoyable experience to watch how they go about that. I'm Does fairly man sure man there's run on all fours. No, like a, like a Tarzan sort of character. No, no, man man's just oh. a man because <laughs> he's man man. Just a man, yeah. <laughs> He just it's dresses just a man like who dresses up like yeah, a jeans, different man. t-shirt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like he's well, like yeah, you have Clark seen, these are regular boot cut jeans, and normally <laughs> I wear skinny jeans. So this is a white difference. t-shirt. My disguise is a black yeah. t-shirt. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm oh, sure, Adam. There are, there are places in the far-flung corners of the world where you could pay and go and hunt a cow for yourself, if should you choose. I'm sure there's places you can. do I'm it. sure there would, but I want I want to see. Uh, a Premier League football team. <laughs> Good money just to go out and do that. Like Newcastle United. Right, guys. Uh, COVID's happened, so no like games. However, the restrictions aren't uh, against you all gathering together and hunting a cow. <laughs> Boris hasn't said anything about that, so that's how we're going to keep the FA money flowing this year. Is <laughs> just for you to go out there and literally get your dinner. <laughs> you know, bring home that bacon, as it were, because it's not a pig, it's a cow. We can oh. make literal the phrase hitting a cow's backside with a banjo. Hitting a cow's be a backside. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's it. Each one gets a musical instrument. <laughs> <laughs> Just Joel Linton running around with a banjo. I was going to say. <laughs> trying to strangle a cow. Yeah. I John Joe Shelby trying to drop a piano on a cow's head from like the top of the stadium. <laughs> yeah. A fucking goalie there with a, a triangle, just like keeping his distance. Just go. I can't do anything. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't really interact with the team anyway. I'll hang unless back. The, yeah, unless yeah. the cow comes here, I can't do nothing. I can't go anywhere. Yeah. I'm stuck. <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake! <laughs> <laughs> 
So yeah, that's why that Mark Wahlberg oh. casting is a terrible idea. I just it is. It's terrible. <laughs> Speaking about terrible ideas, right? World Book Day, great idea in principle, but the worst thing when you're a parent is your school for your child will expect you to spend about fifty quid on a book accurate cosplay for your child to go in as their fa- their favourite book character. And with lockdown, I thought we'd escaped it this year, but my little one's school has decided to go, you know what, we're not going to do the whole reading thing of World Book Day, but we do expect your, your child to come into school this Friday with a book-accurate costume of their favourite book character <laughs> and also pay £1 for the privilege so they can raise money for charity. So... We've been figuring out what the hell we're going to dress our child in. Because it's not World Book Day. There are no shops selling World Book Day costumes like there normally are. We've been at a a loss of what to do with our child. It's terrible. Mate, preach. Preach. It's absolutely ridiculous. We... I would say it's the same. We want a book... We want an accurate description. Well, are you going to give me the money then to go and spend... Like you say, 25, 30 quid on a costume she's going to wear once. Are you going to give me the yeah. money for that then? Why? Why can't I just kind of throw something together that's close enough? I have no issue yeah. doing it because I think it's a good thing. It's always fun. You know, like anytime, anytime where school is not exactly the same every day is fun. Anytime yeah. they used to wheel out the fucking TV to watch a science video, fun. Suddenly it's a little bit different. Sometimes you might go on a day trip to McDonald's. Fun. A little bit different. <laughs> World Book Day, the same. It's a little bit different. So that's fine. <laughs> But yeah. you're asking me to spend money to do this. So I'm, what we do now is we just try and cobble together a costume of clothes that she can wear again. Oh, well, yeah. her favorite her favorite character wears jeans and a sweatshirt. Oh, here we go. <laughs> I guess you can. I guess <laughs> we'll buy these and you can wear them again for the rest of the year. <laughs> but right, your your favorite book is Man Man, <laughs> Man Man, <laughs> the movie adaptation. So you just get to dress up in normal clothes. That's your favourite book. Like, Wait, has he got a black t-shirt or a white t-shirt? <laughs> well, that's it. Is he that's, disguised? Is he disguised it, it or depends not? Depends yeah. which one he goes in. Yeah, I'm. I there. I'm Peter Parker, just not Spider Man. I'm just Peter Parker. <laughs> you go, yeah, I've come as Clark Kent. <laughs> I'm wearing slacks and a shirt. That's what I've done though. At the pasta fancy dress party, I've gone. You know what? I'm just going in a suit, and and then I look through and go like, what celebrities are in court? Coming home, I can just say I'm like John Leslie or something. I'm I'm Johnny Depp. Yeah, it's like that—that's me. I'm I'm representing him today. (laughs) That's how it goes. But you can't do that with children, unfortunately. You can't dress them up as like potential criminals. So uh, I ordered a Miles Morales into the Spider Verse Spider Man costume for Daisy, and I've said before this is like her favorite film, and she was over the moon. Uh, and it arrives, it comes from China, it's it's slightly different than it was advertising. Expect a bit of difference. Like, the mask was big enough to fit me. There's like a pull-on lycra mask with absolutely massive eye holes, and it fits me. But I thought, okay, that's fine. It still fits her, it's a bit loose, she doesn't want it skin tight. Then we figured out it's got gloves, so it's like a whole thing that you put your arm into, meaning she can't hold a pen or a pencil because it slips, because <laughs> it's a horrible skin-type lycra. She can't unzip it herself because she can't reach around to get the zip, and the zip is tiny. And unfortunately, the toilet-accessible area, because it did say it had one of those, is designed for boys. 
because they don't expect girls to be wearing a Spider-Man costume. <laughs> so what she's been doing is every time she wears it, she walks up to someone, like a brother or sister or a mom, she unzips it and goes, I've got a winky hole. And the top of the voice zips it back on and just walks away. And so we've had to come up with a new costume for her, her mom and I. So she's going as a fairy this time. She's going as a fairy from the magic faraway tree. So... God. Shout out to I the shout out to the misogynic uh, mis- Christ misogynistic company that made that when somebody said, exactly. "Oh, boss, um, well, a girl can't wear this because you know, look at look at this. Like, a girl couldn't wear this because this is a hole for a penis." And the boss went, "It's Spider Man, not Spider Woman. You fucking <laughs> yeah. idiot, get back to work." <laughs> shout out to those guys. Well done. <laughs> What one of the things that they did also sell though was one of those little funnel things that you can get to pretend to we like if you're if you're a lady who's travelling on the road, like a lady yeah, trucker. Yeah. <laughs> you just attach that was Come it a shiwi or something? Shiwi. <laughs> yeah. My uh, my uh, sister used one of them when we went to V Festival about eleven years ago. It did not end well. No. It ended She's up not, with lots of pissing wee down the leg. Shoes. Yeah, she did, yeah. <laughs> oh. I'm sure she'll love that. Oh, during no. during Girls Allowed. <laughs> during Girls Allowed. <laughs> Technically, girls fame. were not allowed. <laughs> not allowed yeah. to go away not stinking of piss. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dearie me. So, yeah, so that's the, but that's the thing with girls. Like, then you're kind of stuck with that. Well, now she has to go as a fucking fairy or something. Sh- exactly. You know, like that is she, that she is crap. She really didn't want to. She really yeah. didn't want to. But there were so many other limitations. Like the fact she wouldn't have been able to do schoolwork was a big one. So, yeah, okay, she can't do that, and she would have been sweating buckets. But now she's got a super cool costume that we go out for like walks in, and she just jumps around the house going thwip thwip. She actually shouts thwip thwip, which nice. is just yeah. amazing because it's that. There we go. Movie accurate sound effect. <laughs> when they, when we do ours at Georgia School, the boys the, the letter always says you're not allowed to come dressed as a footballer and you're not allowed to come dressed as a Harry Potter character, because the first year they did it, I shit you not, I think 150 kids were dressed as Harry Potter because it's just an easy, you know, get <laughs> yeah, some cheap brown exactly. sunglasses and a fucking cloak and you're Harry Potter. I was <laughs> so the parents were like, yeah. great, we just go as Harry Potter. But yeah, not allowed to do that anymore. That, or a footballer. That's terrible. That's ter- I mean, a footballer I could understand. Unless he's like a fictional footballer, Roy of the Rovers or something like that. That's the only fictional footballer I can think of. (laughs) (laughs) You've aged yourself there, Adam. Yeah. I totally agree that they should have been able to go as Harry Potter. Because it's horrendously expensive. It's classist as well. Absolutely. Because you, you are... You are showing which kids' families have more money than other kids. Whereas a uniform doesn't do that. They're all roughly dressed the same. Unless they're on very low income and then they may have like something without the logo on. It, it's the same as non-uniform days full stop. You don't want to send your kid in their best clothes. But there will be other kids there who are going in like fucking Gucci tops and just like Prada handbags to school. Even primary school. Just to show off and show how much better their families are compared to uh, other families. You can always tell them yeah, you're right. You, you don't want your alternatively, you don't want your kid to be the only one who turns up not in uh, in non-uniform because I've been there and it's not a great place to be. No, exactly. 
exactly. Uh, we we've been having something similar. My my lad, he he deals with anxiety, and one of one of the things he's anxious about is sleepovers. He hates sleeping over, like a lot of mm. kids do. That hate sleeping over anywhere. He had a recent sleepover with his friend, and his mum had to go pick him up like before they were going to sleep because he's just, you know what? I was just worrying all day about it. I couldn't eat, I couldn't play video games with my friends, it was just a ruined day, is what he said. So he's due to go for one of these, uh, a residential they call it, where they go away for a few days and they do like trekking and outdoor adventure stuff and climb up things. And he's been looking forward to it, and we've been like, oh yeah, he's looking forward to it, that means he wants to go. But he's adamantly said he doesn't want to go to it because of the whole sleeping over stuff. And again, I I said to him, or or his mum at least, we'll support whatever he wants to do. Part of me thinks he needs to just tough it out, and after the first night I'm sure he'll be fine, but also I'm worried he wouldn't be. It's the whole he's missing out on something that is such a big opportunity for him. And when if he stayed at home or at school or however they arrange it, he's then got to put with everyone else in his class coming back and going, oh my God, we had such an amazing time. We did this, we did that. And have lots of shared memories that he's then excluded from. And he's only a month or so left in primary school and he won't be at the same school as a majority of these kids. But it is a big thing. Like Benny just said, you remember it now and you're a dad yourself now. I have been through that and I don't want my son to feel like that. Because you know it's a missed opportunity, and you look back on it and you go, "Damn, I wish I had gone through with that." As you do, mm-hmm. as everyone with anxiety does. There are definitely things it's that like you, a... you look back on and think. I guess as a parent, like there are things you're going to think, "Okay, he just has to." Like you say, he just has to do it. He might be upset. He might not want to go. But I'm sorry, you have to do this. It's it's critical for your growth as a human being that you kind of get out there and see a bit of the world and stuff and sometimes have to deal with that. This was case in point today is that it was fucking pissing down and I went to pick up Georgia today and it was fucking hammering it down. And when I got there, she said, did you bring the car? I was like, no, we're walking. I said, and she just was like, oh God, you never get, you never bring the car. I was like, no, you don't No, I don't Georgia. So sometimes you've got to feel the rain. Sometimes you've got to be, sometimes you've got to trudge through the misery to get somewhere. Like, sometimes it's just a little you life have to be lesson. Sometimes you've got to up the arse and go face yeah. first onto concrete, I'm afraid, yeah. mate. <laughs> sometimes, George, you have to get punched in the face. Your nosebleed. <laughs> yeah. So I literally said that to her today. Like, sometimes, George, you've got to feel the rain. You're going to get wet, deal with it. You'll be yeah. fine. And, but I agree. Yeah. It's horrible. Bec- it's horrible because you know he's going to be upset and you know he's going to be stressed. Well, but then, his teacher, who and then he's he, stuck in a he doesn't like too much. Yeah, has actually said, "Oh no, he's he's definitely going." <laughs> like, uh, oh, okay, is he? Uh, she she talked to him earlier today and has kind of convinced him that he will go, and has then spoken to mum, and basically said, "Look, every year we get kids like this. All the kids in his class have been like this. If it comes to it, I will spend all night sitting next to him on his bed, comforting him until he goes to sleep." And the next yeah. day, he'll be fine because we see that all the time. And it's like part yeah. of me knows that and part of me, like the mean dad side of me that my kids sometimes see in me like I alluded to earlier, <laughs> encourages that. That's, that's good. Do it because that is exactly what sometimes you have to do. But yeah, then yeah. the other 50% of me is like, 
but it's my boy and it's his anxiety and will that yeah. worsen it? And will that make him more determined not to do that kind of thing in the future? And you know when he goes to secondary school, which is next September, or this September coming, that's going to be even more important that he's able to do those kind of things. So Yeah, yeah I think it's, it's a, I think it's a nip moment. it in the... If you can, if, if you can, I would force him to go on this one. If that teacher said that and has made that commitment that they're yeah. willing to do that to help him push through it, then I think you're right. And I think the first night will probably be fucking hard for him, like really hard. But like yeah. you say, there are some things you've just got to do and you've just got to push through it because it's going to be... Yeah. I, I keep saying this to Georgia because I don't know if I mentioned it or not, but like she started to get like stinky armpits. So yeah. she'll like run around and then she'll kind of have a bit of a stink. I'm like, oh, go and have a wash because like you're a bit stinky. And she'll go, oh. and I said, listen to me, George. I'm like, right now you're at primary school and everything's nice and fluffy and cute. Yeah. And I was totally honest with her. I said, listen to me, when you get to high school, I said, it's war. I said, there was, <laughs> like, it is fucking harsh. I said, and at high school, you just have to be as normal as possible to get through it. And I didn't tell her that I wasn't in any way. And that's... <laughs> But yeah. <laughs> but her mum, but her mum was. So Sarah said that. Sarah said I just went through high school, was quite nondescript, wasn't the coolest, wasn't the nerdiest, just kind of fit in the middle, breeze through totally fine. And I keep saying that to Georgia. I said at high school, you, you don't want to be one of those kids who's because I said your nickname then will last for the rest of high school. You will be the stinky yeah. kid, and that's all yeah. they're going to say. And I <laughs> yeah. think in that same way with Daniel, I think if he gets to high school and he's still living that, I mean. Fair enough. Yeah. If, if he goes on this residential and it's, I mean, like he's fucking a disaster area, then obviously fine. And you just know that he's, that's not for him and that's fine. But I think what you said was right, that after the first night, there's a fair chance he'll be okay. And when they start yeah. doing cool things together, he'll be like, oh, okay, it's actually quite fun. And it's, you know, it's not yeah. that bad. I think the, the thing that's encouraged me is the teacher said, basically, as soon as they get there, they're doing stuff. And they are so busy throughout the full day that by the time it rolls around to bedtime, all the kids want to do is sleep. And I th- I'm hoping that he'll be so physically exhausted, the mental side of it won't affect him. Or the fact yeah. that, you, you know, we all know how beneficial physical activity is for mental health and things yeah. like anxiety. I'm hoping that'll have an impact. The other side of me is worried that everything that he's doing, he won't be fully invested in and he won't enjoy because he's so worked up about what's going to happen when I go to bed what's going to happen when I try to go to sleep I know I'm going to get upset I know I'm going to miss my mum I know I'm going to want to get home I know I'm going to be crying in front of my friends and then he'll just start spiralling because that's what he was doing at this recent sleepover Uh, it's a terrible place to be in when you know the best thing for your child is also the worst thing for your child as well yeah it's yeah but is this we'll, we'll is this see. their first residential? Yes, yeah. Oh wow, okay, that's late. I'm mm. surprised because that sounds quite late because Georgia did they did their first one last year, so when she was eight. Yeah. I thought he'd already yeah. done Dan, one or Dan, something and not had a Dan, good time or something like that. No, I think Dan would have gone last year, but they cancelled it obviously because yeah, of COVID yeah. and everything. So they they rescheduled it for this year, uh, yeah, or it right. might be that they only do it in year six. I'm not sure. I loved. I, I loved. Go- do you know what? <laughs> I fucking loved going away because it meant I wasn't at fucking home. <laughs> Which, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was just like, great. I get to fucking leave here for two nights. I can't fucking wait. <laughs> get me out, Christ. Yeah, like the first three years of secondary school, 
like every year I went somewhere. My mum yeah, had yeah. saved up enough to um, like to force me out. We went to Wales on like a big residential, and I've got really fond memories of that. When well, we went to Paris twice, which is amazing as a kid. Yeah, it's so cool. So I go to Paris, and yeah, that whole like I I can't even remember having any issues like sleeping away, and I was very similar to Dan, where like on the weekends he comes to me. And on the weekends, I went to my grand. So I'm, I was used to sleeping in places that weren't my bed. So I don't know where it comes from. And neither does he. You know, he's, he's just doesn't like it. Which is fair enough. You know what's really interesting is like that it. now you're mentioning about residentials, a sleepover and that. I remember all of mine vividly. Yeah. So they must have had some kind of effect on me that... And I really loved them. I really, really loved them. And I remember one of them was we got told that it was the entire year that went from, was it high school? No, uh, primary school, last year of primary school. And we all went and we got told that obviously the boys are on one side of this building, the girls are on the other side. When we got there, there weren't enough beds for the boys. So the guy who was running the, the, uh, the hostel place where we were staying said, we've got a smaller room that's got three bunk beds in it. So okay. if you want to split, if you want to split four of the boys off, they can go in there. So they drew names out of a hat and shout out to the people involved, but obviously they're not going to hear this, but it was me, Matthew, Ben and Henry. And we essentially had our own entire room for the weekend and nobody yeah. ever came and bothered us. And it was kind of, <laughs> we just kind of got on with it. We were just kind of left on our own and we'd go down for breakfast the next day and we'd have been playing games all night and talking about, I don't know, life. And we had these really serious chats about things. <laughs> and we'd be yeah. saying to the other ones, oh, what did you do last night? Oh, fucking teach came in at eight o'clock. We had to go to bed. We were like, really? <laughs> I think they just forgot we were there or something because we just, <laughs> I don't know. It was the first time when we were like, I think 10 or 11 years old that we kind of had this complete freedom and just left our own devices. And I don't know if it's because they trusted us or something. I don't, I was never like the head boy at school or like a goody two-shoes or anything. It wasn't like that. But for some reason, they put us in this little corner room, the four of us, and we just kind of got left, al- <laughs> left alone to do whatever <laughs> we wanted. I forgot about you. It's fucking nuts. <laughs> oh, man, right. you totally looked out because I've got distinct memories of, like, choking on farts the number of boys <laughs> that were in, in the room I was in on year seven. No fucking way. Grim. <laughs> I, I've only got one memory of going on a residential. We went to France when I was in middle school. And... I remember two things. It was uh, we had we got like um, I don't know what it's called. You know, like the 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 goo that comes in a jar that you squish it and it makes a fart noise. Yeah, I remember like, like chucking that around and trying to yeah. get it in everyone's hair. That was fun. And <laughs> the other thing, I, the other thing I remember is we went there and that was we went there the weekend that Owen Hart died. And I also think that was the weekend no that Man won the Champions League. Yeah. God. Oh my god, wow. <laughs> so I, I've never actually seen that um, that show where Owen Hart died, and I refused to watch it. And me, me like, back in, what was that, 90, 99. 99, yeah, 99. I was, like, the biggest wrestling fan, and I've never, ever seen that show. It's the cursed yeah, show. God. Yeah, it cursed show. Cursed, Jesus. blurst. The blurst of times. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I remember that. I remember all my residentials vividly. Now you've said it, and they must have. And that's the thing, like you say, that's the. You feel like you feel like he might miss out on life, Do you know. And, and that sounds crazy to say that, but we all have memories of those things we did when we were kids, and we enjoyed it and had a laugh, and even the stupid stuff like you're saying your room smelled of farts. 
It's a silly memory <laughs> that stuck with you from that residential. Oh, yeah. I've got loads of memories of it. Most of them are me embarrassing myself somehow because <laughs> I've never interacted with that many people at one time and so didn't know what to do. And that type of thing was basically a running theme up until like my mid-30s where I just <laughs> decided to shut myself off from people and stop socialising in that way. Dude, you so, see, like, okay, yeah. here's where... Okay, hang on, hang on, hang on. Here's where this is when I get confused about this because at college... Mate, you like you talked to everybody and you were so sociable. We'd go in the canteen and you'd just be <laughs> chatting away. People would come and sit down. It was really cool. You never were like short of any words. You ran that film studies class, mate. You fucking ran it. <laughs> and I was like, wow, like he knows everything. This that, is so that cool. That was because I didn't know anyone. I didn't know anyone. That's why. Like at secondary school, very early on, I, I was embarrassing myself and getting bullied, <laughs> so that just lasted the whole way up until sixth form. So when I got into college, it was like, oh, wow, this is great. And then university was something similar. And then I became a grown-up and went into the wide world and realised, oh, it doesn't work like this at all. <laughs> I can't be silly. I have to think about like council tax and like <laughs> pensions and stuff. Oh no, I was a man-child. <laughs> and then it just went downhill from there. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah. I don't know. I think it, I, it's, I, it's I think just... sometimes okay, here we go. Like fucking let's um, dissect Adam's brain. I think I think sometimes <laughs> you tell yourself that. You do tell yourself that too much. And I think because I've seen it. I've seen it when you were sat in those canteens or sat in film class or media class or photography. I was like, this guy's fucking got it. Like, he gets it. He can talk to anybody. He's always funny. He's, like, quick-witted. He has answers to questions. He's smart. And I think sometimes no, you I do don't... that to yourself too much and that you think, no, no, I'm not like that. I'm like, no, you are like that. Because <laughs> I've seen no, it. No, I'm generally not anymore. Not anymore. I'm not like that anymore. It's, it's just a combination of age, long-term opiate use, <laughs> depression that's <laughs> <laughs> all culminated into me being oh okay day-to-day -day conversations I, c I can't do that can't do small talk anymore it's really weird like i'm i'm happy to talk to people but it's i, d I don't know what to say beyond like the the very brief conversation of like oh how are you what do you do for a job uh and that's it then i, d I can't think of anything to say <laughs> <laughs> talk about like kid stuff that's fine like oh my god you've got a kid oh thank fuck for that and that's basically what this podcast has become it's like oh <laughs> i know stuff about this topic i can talk about it but like, I if I when was you, really... like wouldn't you have a kid though <laughs> that is what life becomes though like benny's yeah. gonna learn benny's gonna learn this like, like things are just going to pass you by, Benny. Like things you would normally watch or do or like to see, or you're just not going to get to do it because you have a kid. And it's not till Frey's going to get to I don't know what age, maybe four, five, six, seven, that you start noticing things about the world again because you just can't. There's no time to do those kinds of things or pay attention yeah. to the news or whatever. So I guess it's not that. I don't oh. think it's like that is just what happens with having kids, Adam. I don't think that you're alone in that. No, you know? no. I think I think my my situation hasn't helped. Where I basically moved to a different part of the UK and didn't know anyone. And, and the whole COVID stuff as well has fucked everyone, hasn't it? Because you're not having real oh, conversations yeah. with people. Yeah, you, definitely. You can't, you're like that kind of chit chat in the office and stuff. You don't have that. You can't practice that kind of pattern. Yeah. You? But but part of me now is quite happy without that. 
<laughs> you know, I, I know people who like I work with may listen to this, and I, lo- I love them all dearly, but I just feel so much more comfortable not having to kind of put myself forward to do that kind of thing, to do that small talk, because not that I found it inane or boring, it's just I didn't feel I was any good at it. <laughs> and, oh my God, this, right, this podcast is cooked, turning into a therapy session. We should, we should move on, really. But yeah, don't don't let yourself lose your friends, guys. If when you're becoming a parent, keep keep those adult social aspects going. Because if you just retreat into being a parent, you lose those links, especially with people yeah. who are also not parents. Mm-hmm. All right, though, that, that's the thing to take. <laughs> it is. It is turning into three men and their chaise long that we can sit on and listen to people talk to each other about. <laughs> but that's funny because from what you just said now is that you kind of like the fact that you don't have to do that. You're kind of now doing what Daniel's doing and you need somebody to say to you, no, Adam, you have to go and make those small talks. Even if you think you're not good at it, you have to do it. Because <laughs> if you don't do it, you're no. then not going to do it. <laughs> no, you know father, I mean? no. Why did my father love me? <laughs> I won't say this for years. I am your daddy. <laughs> That's what it is. That's what it is. You need to get yeah. back to the office, mate, to get those small talks going again and get your skills built back up. That's it. You've lost I, it. I can't. I can't. Like, literally, I don't have that even as an option anymore. I know. So it's, it's literally just me. <laughs> but hey, it is what it is. That's why I do Twitch streaming. That's why I do podcasts, so I can talk to people virtually, so I can hear the sound of my own voice and not just go slowly mad. <laughs> but there you go. That's a big thing, though. Like, there's lots of people who just couldn't do that. We know somebody who couldn't do that. Like, yeah. We know somebody very close to us who was like, yeah, I just, I'm not comfortable doing that. I can't. Mm-hmm. It's not me. I can't do it. Whereas you can do it. So you have got that thing. That's what I mean. You've got that oh, thing yeah. in you. It is there. It's just yeah, not I mean, maybe I as did... forward as you think it all would want it to be. I did that for a job for years, is yeah. being in front of people and basically teaching, but like yeah, adults. Yeah. So I've got that ability to stand in front of people and just talk garbage for hours because <laughs> that's what I did as a job. So yeah, I, I do have that, that, that skill set. It's the, like I've noticed on dates and things like that when I get into the small talk, it can be a real pain in the arse to actually think of what to say. Yeah. In a conversation, and like sometimes when I come around to yours and we have like a little friends weekend together, there'll be like a couple of hours where I'm just like just sat and being quiet, and like you'll joke and just go, "Ah, oh, it's because he's getting away from the kids." It's like yeah, sometimes I just I'm not <laughs> sure what to talk about. <laughs> I'm just listening, but I used to do that loads as a kid as well. Yeah. Like as a kid, being around family members and just playing while listening to adults talk about like gossip in the neighborhood about like which guy is actually turned out to be, who have been recently arrested for shoplifting but he'll get off and that's why his nickname's Teflon. I've got a distinct memory of that as a piece of gossip <laughs> from a kid. And I find that the same in social situations is I'm the listener now rather than the uh, the the guy who puts himself forward to be like the the center of attention. You're like one of those little kids that worked for the big fat bald guy in Game of Thrones who who just yeah. listen and hear all the secrets. I'm, I'm yeah, one of his yeah, little, the spider. Like, yeah, the, the the whispers, whatever they were called, the kids. Spiderlings. Yeah, you're right. 
Spider. <laughs> Baby call me Spider Spider. <laughs> <laughs> I've got it. We'll call you Spider Man. Oh no, we can't do oh, that. No. <laughs> Damn it. How about Man Spider? Man no, that spider. is one as well. That is one. That's when okay. Spider Man turned about... into like eight arms man. Wasn't right. It? All right. So well, okay. So you're you're then you're Spider Spider Man Man then. <laughs> Spider Spider Man Man. Spider Man Man. Spider Spider Man Man. I was a Spider Man bitten by radioactive Spider Man. <laughs> but the radioactive uh, Spider Man was quite quiet in social situations. Yeah. <laughs> Very quickly, just to run back to what Adam said, Benny, he is exactly right. I've said I said this to you before. There'll be a point where don't forget that you and Blossom are a couple, not just parents. Yeah. And that's like, that's really hard at first because obviously I know the both what the both of you like because you like what I'm like. That girl is your entire everything at the moment. And there'll be a time where you've just got to hand her off to somebody for the night and say, okay, we're going out. Yep. And we're going to go out and remember why we got together, why we're in love, why we're getting married, why we had a baby. And you've got to keep that. And the same with friends as well. And if you can get friends to go with you, even better. Because, yeah, like Adam's yeah, totally definitely. right. You, you do need that. Yeah. That's definitely. why we're very excited for yourself and Sarah to come and see us at the weekend. Yeah, we will come see you at the weekend. We can't wait, mate. It's uh, it's very exciting, especially to see the uh, little Bentman light. And we're going to give Freya to you and go down to the pub. <laughs> well, I, w- I was genuinely going to say, like, when she's a bit older and you guys want a day away, come to where I live. You you can stay somewhere in the city I live, and oh, I just yeah. have your child. I just babysit. I'll be amazing, even if you just have a back at the end of the night. That's fine. You say it so. You say it so aggressively, though. Like I will have your I was child. Say I will have your child. I know it sounds aggressive, but I just fucking love babies. <laughs> Can't help it. But beware, though, because if Freya comes back with a bloody nose, you'll know why. <laughs> Or to be fair, what's going to happen is if Adam punches Freya in the nose, she'll just headbutt him. So it could be tit for tat. Yeah, time. exactly. If Adam's well, got a bloody it. nose, we'll know why. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, you don't if want she headbutts me, and spark I'll you punch her back twice as hard. That's how they learned. <laughs> <laughs> I'll pass that one to Blossom. <laughs> Freya, what happened? <laughs> that spider spider man man hit me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, got bit by radioactive spider spider man man. <laughs> So they're afraid so to become Spider Spider Man Man Girl. I've got a radioactive winky hole. Help! <laughs> oh fucking! <laughs> I actually think we've come a bit too long here for the uh, for the game. Unless we do five names, or maybe. we haven't got the game. Uh, we've oh, okay. literally run oh. out of illegal oh, names. Them. That's all right then. So. We we do have two options. We've got the bad advice, <laughs> or we've we've got the bad name. It's up it's to good you. advice. I like the advice. I do. I've always liked the okay. advice. It's like, but like I said the other week, we have a name. The the point of the names was to come up with a potential name for Freya, and Freya yeah, has or a name. not a potential name or not a name for Freya. Yeah. So I just need yeah. I just need advice. I need all the advice I can okay, get. Just need advice, right? Well, listen to this piece of wisdom from uh, the book Advice to a Mother on the Management of Her Children from uh, the late 19th century, early 20th century by Pi Henry Chavas. Pi, P-Y-E, 
by the way. It's not like I was about to say, is that is that the guy who got stranded on a on in the ocean with a lion? Pi Henry No, no, you're thinking of Sully Sullenberg. Oh, okay. <laughs> and his, his famous <laughs> zooplane. <laughs> okay. Uh, headgear at the time that this book came out was very, very important to mums and dads at the turn of the 19th, 19th century into the 20th century. And there was an entire section of this book devoted to the subject of headwear for your children. Straw hats were the best. So go get Frey a straw hat. Wool or cotton are also acceptable. But if you want to be a good mother or father, you must avoid beavers. Don't go near them. (laughs) The beaver hat, which is a type of hat made from felted beaver fur. And if you Google... If you Google beaver hat, there are some glorious pictures of uh, men from the turn of the century in top hats made from beaver fur. They're <laughs> fantastic. High Henry Chavas wrote, It is an abominable practice to cover a child's head with beaver. It's a well-ascertained fact that beaver hats cause men to suffer from headaches and therefore lose their hair because perspiration can't possibly escape from them. If perspiration can't escape, then dangerous, or at all events, injurious consequences must ensue, as it's well known that the skin is a breathing apparatus. If you interfere with this, with beaver fur, you're suffocating your baby's head. So don't do it, is the advice from Pie Henry Chavas. Don't put your head in a beaver, or your baby's head in a beaver... (laughs) Because otherwise they're going to die like that woman out of Goldfinger. That's basically <laughs> that's what you said. Is there not like a, a, like a kernel of truth in it as well? Like you don't want your baby to overheat? Yeah, that's bad. You don't, get that. you don't. Yeah. I don't think it will cause them to become bold. Possibly a headache? I don't know. I mean, he also said the same of silk cats. And they cause men to suffer from headaches and to lose their hair. I don't know if it was a whole... No, you're living in the early 20th, late 19th century. That's why you're having headaches and losing your hair because of like the low mortality rate <laughs> and life expectancy <laughs> and the fact that, you know, people advise to give your children laudanum and cocaine yeah. to, to like deal with a, a bruised knee. So it could be all of that. But hey, we saw from Goldfinger what can happen if your skin is blocked. So maybe. I'm hung up on the idea now of um, Freya wearing a straw hat like a samurai, and now if she wears one of her like a plain white baby grow, she'll look like Samurai Jack. Maybe well, that's, you got that that's, that's what she will go to as the World Book yeah, Day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> samurai Jack. You just go on Amazon quickly and see if there is a, a Samurai Jack book, then you're fine. That's fine. Yeah, as yeah. As, even even if it's in a comic it. book. Yeah. See, I'm I'm from a completely different frame of mind because I was thinking like a Jeeves and Worcester style straw boater. <laughs> That's, That's what I was thinking. Straw I, I was thinking of. Yeah, but it's good too. to see like where your cultural kind of your your level is at. It's like no, no. Uh, I was thinking Google has blind. told me there are Samurai Jack comics. Does that count? That that counts. Absolutely. That, that's why I there went we with the whole Spider Man winky hole outfit. <laughs> it counts. <laughs> it's a comic book, so. World Book Day, it counts. 
<laughs> I'm just googling whether Samurai Jack has a winky hole. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, what a journey this week! <laughs> Good luck naming anyway. this episode. <laughs> yeah, I've got no idea. Actually, no, I do have an idea. It just came to me. Let's get out of here. We've taken up these people's time long enough. Thank you for listening, everybody. Anything else from you boys? No, no, but thank you uh, very much for listening and for putting up with my mild therapy session. (laughs) (laughs) That's what the podcast is. Look forward to um, Freya dressed up as Samurai Samurai Jack Jack. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, we'll talk to you next week. (laughs) Bye. Bye Bye-bye.